0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Earthwise, environment and peace with justice interviews on Plains FM 96.9, Welcome to Earthwise. I'm Lois Griffiths. Today's guest is Marjorie Cohn, Professor Emerita at Thomas Jefferson School of Law, former president of the National Lawyers Guild. Well, there's so much unrest and so much suffering around the world, but I think one theme that's appearing is the large numbers of people on the move, looking for a home where they can live in safety, free from warfare, and free from hunger, too. It's even an issue here in New Zealand how many would be migrants should be taken. European countries are tightening their borders. And migrants are a big issue on in the US as well. After reading Marjorie Cohn's article on her website, the article's titled Biden's expulsion of Haitian migrants is racist, illegal and trumpian, we felt it was time to try and arrange an interview. So welcome to Earthwise, Marjorie Cohn.
1: Thanks for having me, Lois. Well,
0: Marjorie, there was a shocking photo in our newspapers not long ago of large numbers of Haitians, I think they were all Haitians, men, women, and children under a bridge across the river between Mexico and Texas. They're being held by border police on horseback. Could you please tell us what was happening?
1: Yes. The border patrol were cracking whips and hurting people like cattle, and one Haitian migrant said on, uh, in footage shown by John Oliver on Last Week Tonight, when the U.S. authorities put them on a plane to Haiti, quote, they chained us like animals, our hands, feet, and waist. And once we arrived, they unchained us so journalists wouldn't see us, unquote. And the Biden administration has expelled more than 4,600 Haitian migrants from the United States since mid-September, and Haiti is still reeling from its recent devastating earthquake, flooding from a tropical storm, a presidential assassination, and most of the people in Port-au-Prince, the Haitian capital, have no access to drinking water, electricity, or garbage collection. So what the Biden administration is doing is sending these people to Haiti um, where they could be in great danger, and many organizations, many... Um, many uh, sectors of the United Nations have said that this is illegal. Um, At least 19,000 people were internally displaced in Port-au-Prince. More than 20% of girls and boys have been victims of uh, sexual violence. There's food insecurity, uh, malnutrition. And yet, in violation of U.S. and international law, the Biden administration is using Title 42 of the U.S. Code um, to expel asylum seekers without even giving them a chance to try to apply for asylum in violation of international law.
0: I should say, you've seen those photos. What's been the reaction about the public in America? I mean, it looks horrible for people overseas.
1: Yes, it does. And uh, there was an article that came out um, this past week in the New York Times saying that black migrants routinely face harsher treatment by U.S. immigration authorities. Black migrants are more, more often put into solitary confinement when they're in immigration detention. They face a higher rate of deportation than other races, higher bonds set by immigration officials. And uh, the overwhelming majority of these deportation flights under Title 42 went to Haiti. Um, There were senators on the Foreign Relations Committee in the U.S. Congress uh, who sent a letter to the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Homeland Security expressing outrage and disappointment over the cruel treatment of Haitians at our border and their summary deportations.
0: It's uh, It's of course Haiti doesn't border U.S. So, uh, I wonder. How, well, you mentioned international law, which is, of course is your field. Does international apply, or does it? Ha- is there any backing, any force behind it?
1: Well, yes. Um, under the Supremacy Clause of the U.S. Constitution, which says treaties shall be the supreme law of the land, um, treaties the United States has ratified become part of U.S. law. Um, and, for example, the U.S. has, has um, ratified the Refugee Convention, which grants non citizens a right. To asylum, if they can demonstrate a well founded fear of persecution due to race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or political opinion. And the Refugee Convention forbids refoulement. That means sending a person to a country where it's more likely than not the individual would face persecution. Um, Also, the U.S. has ratified the 1967 Protocol relating to the status of refugees forbidding the expulsion of asylum seekers to face threats to their lives or liberty without an opportunity to apply for asylum and have a full and fair examination of their claim. The U.S. has ratified the Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman, or Degrading Treatment or Punishment, which also contains a non-refoulement provision forbidding sending an individual to a country where there's a substantial likelihood that he or she would be subjected to torture. And the U.S. has ratified the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, um, which creates the obligation not to extradite, deport, expel, or otherwise remove a person from their territory where there are substantial grounds for believing there's a real risk of irreparable harm, such as cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment.
0: Of course, certainly Haiti it fits all of those descriptions. When they it? get
1: back to
0: Haiti, yeah. even what about economic hardship?
1: Economic hardship is not one of the grounds under the Refugee Con- Convention, but that can also be. Considered when migrants apply for uh, immigration protection, and they are they should be able to do that as well. And let me tell you about this Title 42, which is what the Biden administration is using, and the Trump administration used before Biden to expel asylum seekers. Um, it's a law that empowers this, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to prevent the introduction into the U.S. of individuals if the director thinks there's a serious danger that they'll introduce a communicable disease into the U.S. So just like Trump, Biden is disingenuously claiming um, that there is a a potential health hazard from the covid virus uh, to justify continuing the use of title 42 to expel migrants in spite of the consensus by experts that there's no correlation between the entry of migrants and the danger of increased risk of covid infection and title 42 was actually the brainchild of the the use of title 42 which was never used for immigration purposes before and it was designed to grant quarantine authority Um, to expel anyone, including U.S. citizens who arrive from a foreign country and pose a uh, need to be quarantined, never intended to distinguish between citizens and non-citizens who could be expelled from the U.S. And the use of Title 42, the misuse of Title 42 in this way, was the brainchild of Trump advisor Stephen Miller um, as part of his efforts to maintain a white supremacy, a white majority in the United States. And Daniel Foote, the U.S. special envoy for Haiti, was so upset about what the Biden administration was doing, using Title 42 to expel Haitian migrants, send them to Haiti, where they would face, you know, incredible hardship, that on September 23rd, Daniel Foote resigned. um, And he said he will not be associated with the United States' inhumane, counterproductive decision to deport thousands of Haitian refugees, that the policy is deeply flawed. And likewise, a top official at the State Department in early October, Harold Ko, a former senior advisor and legal appointee, referred to the use of Title 42 as inhumane. Um, he said that the deportation of Haitians is illegal under domestic laws and the Refugee Convention, and Harold said, I believe this administration's current implementation implementation of Title 42 authority continues to violate our legal obligation not to expel or return, refouler, the refoulement provision, individuals who fear persecution, death, or torture, especially migrants fleeing from Haiti. Um, and since February, the Customs and Border Protection of the U.S. has deported um, 700,000 people mm. to country, uh, besides Haiti, including uh, Mexico, Guatemala, and a number of other countries as well.
0: This Certainly, this use of um, Title 42 and bringing in the, the threat of COVID-19 is a, a powerful way of creating fear, isn't it? Fear and hatred, I should think.
1: It certainly is. And, uh, you know, in September, mid-September, I guess it was about the 16th, a U.S. District Court judge in the District of Columbia issued a preliminary injunction against the Department of Homeland Security's use of Title 42 to expel migrants from the United States. Um, But he put it, he said that uh, that use of Title 42 violates three U.S. laws. Um, But he, he, uh, gave the Biden administration two weeks to respond, and on September 30th, a three judge panel of the DC Circuit Court of Appeals paused judge the judge's injunction while it's reviewing Biden 's appeal. Now nothing stops the Biden administration from immediately repealing that Trump era policy, um, but yet Biden continues. To uh, to use it in the past two months, more than fourteen thousand Central American migrants and asylum seekers have been expelled and, and deported. More than seventy percent of those were Honduran, um, and thousands were detained in different parts of Mexico. Um, and uh, in Biden's first seven months in office. He expelled more people under Title 42, um, more than 1.8 times the number of expulsions in 10 months Mm. last year from March through December um, than than Trump had done. And uh, Biden is um, ramping up immigrant detention and imprisonment. The number of immigrants detained by Immigration and Customs Enforcement has gone up by 70 percent under Biden.
0: It's, uh, it seems to me every time we get another president there's this hope that things will be better but they don't get turned out i had no confidence in biden because he supported the iraq war but that's that's the way i've looked at it were what was the, were things better under obama the treatment of refugees well
1: obama didn't use title 42 but um Obama deported a record number of undocumented people from the United States including children mm-hmm. and uh, nearly 1.2 million undocumented people were deported from the US during the first 3 years of Obama's presidency um fewer than 800,000 were deported during the same period of Trump's presidency so um there you know it's uh, it's on every level, it's true. Um, One is just as bad as the other. Now, to his credit, Biden is trying to end Trump's policy. It's called Remain in Mexico policy, uh, officially known as the Migrant Protection Protocols, or MPP. And uh, that policy requires many immigrants who are seeking asylum in the United States to stay in Mexico while they await a hearing. And they're very dangerous conditions there on the border. They are victims of assault, of kidnapping, of, sex- of sexual assault. Um, So Biden is trying to end that policy, but on on August 13th, a judge in Texas who was appointed by Trump um, basically ordered the Biden administration to permanently reinstate Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Um, And then uh, just last week, um, a panel of three right-wing appeals judges, two Mm -hmm. of whom were appointed by Trump, refused the Department of Justice's request. To, um, to put a halt to this order and prevent it from taking effect. So you have, uh, you know, basically a one-two punch. You've got the executive uh, in the form of Trump uh, in, when this, with this Remain in Mexico policy uh, really pursuing a very inhumane, illegal, racist, anti-immigrant policy. And then you have the courts... The judges appointed by Trump that are upholding those policies, and then you have Congress, which has really been missing in action for the most part um, as these uh, horrific, illegal, racist policies have uh, have been pursued. And uh, just, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, human, human UN human rights experts condemned the U.S. ongoing system of mass deportations of Haitian migrants and refugees. They say that these collective expulsions without looking at each case, you know, case by case, violate international law. Um, and they, they say that international law prohibits arbitrary or collective expulsions. States cannot label all migrants of a certain nationality, per se, threats to national security. Um, there's another alarming uh, development here, Um, Lois, and that is that uh, reportedly the Biden administration is seeking a private contractor to operate a migrant detention facility at Guantanamo Mm -hmm. and hiring guards who speak Spanish and Haitian Creole. Now, after this became public, um, there was a great public outcry. And so um, the White House press secretary, Jen uh, Psaki, told reporters, there's never been a plan to do that. now, in the early 1990s, George H.W. Bush used Guantanamo as a refugee camp to detain 12,000 Haitians fleeing their country after President Jean-Bertrand Aristide was deposed in a military coup. So there is some ugly precedent for using Guantanamo Bay to house, to house uh, Haitian migrants.
0: the Guantanamo Bay still there, isn't it? In fact, one of the articles, your your website is very interesting. By the way, we don't have the time to talk about all of the some, all of the topics. But one of the, your articles mentioned somebody's still being tortured at Guantanamo.
1: Well, Um, well, I I, okay, the Bush administration had a widespread policy of torture and abuse at Guantanamo and the CIA black sites, and that was revealed in a report of the Select Senate Intelligence Committee in a 6,700-page report. Um, So the Supreme Court of the United States uh, earlier this month heard a case of Abu Zubaydah, who is still at Guantanamo with no charges has never been charged with anything. When they arrested him, or they I, they didn't really arrest him, they, they apprehended him, um, I think it was in, in 2002, and they took him to the CIA black sites in Thailand and um, Poland and viciously tortured him. Um, and uh, they thought he was number three in al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden's right-hand man. It turns out, and this is in the Senate report, the CIA determined uh, that, Uh, he was not a member of al-Qaeda, and yet he was so viciously tortured, they have not uh, let him be seen in public. And now there is an investigation, a criminal investigation, about how Abu Zubaydah was treated um, in Poland, and the Polish court want to uh, depose two of the psychologists who orchestrated Abu Zubaydah's torture and, indeed, the whole torture program under the Bush administration. Um, And uh, the Biden administration is following what the Trump administration said, the Trump secretary of uh, the Trump CIA director, Mike Pompeo, saying that, oh, that would be a national security threat. You know, we've got the state secrets defense. Uh, po- it would affect our relations with Poland, uh, and, and there is no secret that he was tortured in Poland. That's public knowledge. Um, they want uh, the the people in Poland investigating Abu Zubaydah's treatment want to pin down the dates and exactly what happened to him. Now, when Obama came into office, he ended the Bush torture program, but he continued to force feed, forcibly feed, uh, violently force feed detainees at Guantanamo when they went on hunger strike, because that was the only power they had, Uh, you know, they, they were hopeless and uh, force violent force feeding is is uh, amounts to torture so obama continued that policy now i don't have information about whether that is continuing under biden um but uh, my my understanding is that the cia black sites are shut down um and uh, they're not sending new people to guantanamo biden like obama said he wants to close guantanamo um there was recently a judge who said. That one of the Guantanamo detainees was billi- being illegally held in indefinite detention without charges. Some of them have there are 39 detainees left. There were some 800 under under Bush, um, but now and Obama tried to close Guantanamo. He could have done other things. He did. He blamed it on Congress. He could have actually done other things to try to close it. Um, but some of them have been cleared for release but have not been released for various reasons, including that they uh, can't find places to send them, and Congress has refused to allow them to come to the United States, even for trial, those few of them who have been uh, charged with criminal criminal offenses.
0: Well, Marjorie, there's so much going on. Like I said at the beginning, I want to get back to this topic of all of these people from Haiti and, and... Will Honduras as well. I hope people are asking themselves now and um, why. Why are so many people on the move? I mean, it's quite dangerous what they're doing, isn't it?
1: It's very dangerous, and misinformation that they will be met with open arms and be able to apply for asylum when they come to the United States, that's one thing. Uh, many of them are economic refugees uh, and economic policies in many of these countries, particularly in Latin America and Haiti, uh, Central America and Haiti, are due to U.S. policies, um, in, including, for example, during the Obama administration, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton supported the coup in Honduras, mm. which made things much, much worse for Hondurans and made many of them uh, take this grueling, dangerous trip to the United States. There's also climate change, um, which creates refugees and migrants. Um, so there are a number of factors, but uh, much of the, of the responsibility is due to U.S. policies um, that support repressive regimes in these countries and uh, has a history of supporting repressive regimes that, that harm the people and make the people want to leave uh, their country and come to the United States. I mean, you know, people don't like leaving their country. It's not something they do lightly. They do it because they're desperate. Um, and uh, and yet, when they get here, uh, they're met with these horrific, racist, repressive policies by uh, administration after administration in this country.
0: Yes, I hope there would be a... A soul-searching about America's history with the countries to the south. I have a particular soft spot for Haiti because I remember reading about Aristide, the Catholic priest, wasn't he? He was actually elected president and then overthrown by a coup organized by the CIA. My soft spot from him is the story I heard that he, when he moved into the presidential palace that had a swimming pool and he let all the village kids come and use it. <laughs> it's something I remember <laughs> all my life. So that's uh, this um, treatment of the countries further to the south. There's chickens coming home to roost, would you say?
1: I think that's a very good characterization. Malcolm X's famous phrase, um, chickens coming home to roost, and that is the U.S. being faced with a uh, tremendous uh, number of migrants um Many of them refugees from governments that were supported or are supported by the United States. So I think that is an apt characterization.
0: Well, Marjorie, it's wonderful talking to you, and I, I do appreciate your talking to us. I, I respect scholars, and I respect people who are human rights activists, and when people are both, they they really um, go to my heart. I, I think it's wonderful your your job and your website, Marjorie Cohn. So much, so much to read there, so much for us to learn. Thank you so much for talking to us.
1: Thank you so much, Lois.
0: Well, it was quite an experience talking to such a top person, so so well-qualified academically and so strong in her support for human rights. We've been talking to Marjorie Cohn. She's um, Professor Emerita at Thomas Jefferson School of Law. She's a former president of the National Lawyers Guild. And she has a website full of interesting important articles about what's going on in the world, in the US and the rest of the world as well. It's all related, I think. We need to all be in this together and care about each other and try to get the big picture that um, humanity is at stake. So, from us at Earthwise, goodbye.